0: simple. All of a sudden we got a bunch of people writing in. This guy here comes, I don't know, maybe comes sniveling to the the people, comes and cries, Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to say nothing on the bit. Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to do nothing. You want a chance, everybody wants to be like Roddy Faber. You want a chance, you want a chance to say something, brother? I'll tell you what, man, here you go. Take the little microphone, there you go, there you go. Put it in the little greasy paws. You want to do something, then you go ahead, you say exactly what you want to say to these people, you can do it. Just a second, I want you to, wait a second, I want to make you feel at home. Before we start, you want to be the big shot. You want to do all the talking, you want to really think all these people, Got yourself a pineapple. Watch you feel at home. Watch you feel like the Fiji Islands. Kinda like the women, you know. Got a long, frosty hair on top. Round on the bottom, got your pineapple. You want to be a happy person? What do you want, huh? What do you want? You want bananas? You want to talk? Go ahead and talk, huh? Go ahead and talk. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait a You want bananas? You want bananas? We got bananas, here we go. You want bananas? Have yourself a banana, huh? This is what you want. You want to talk? You ain't saying nothing. What's wrong, huh? You want to come up here like a big shot? What do you want? You want coconuts. Here I went, I got your coconuts, huh? I just like, there you go. Good coconut. Good coconut. Uh, more coconuts, More coconut. You want to be a big shot? You want to go, wait a second. Bananas and coconuts. You want to be a big shot? You know what? The only thing I didn't get, I didn't get a tree for you to climb up and down like a monkey, like you want to do. You want to be a big shot? I'll get you a tree next time. You want a banana? Have a banana. What do you want, man? Am I making fun of you? Whoa! Oh, no, sir! No, sir! No, sir! Ah!
1: there the, the PwCites, the Big vetoites, the Hameenites, the I-rites, the Low-rites, the Israelites, the Ukraineites, the Russianites, uh, the pro-lifeites, the, uh, the pro-choiceites, all the ites out there. You know what? It's a fucked up tribalism world we live in, but you know what? You can know one thing. The PWR Podcast here at the PWS Networks at PowerBeat.com have no political agenda. We are so in the middle. We are so centrist. We're not even talking about it. Well, we might have our viewpoints of certain things on the left and certain things on the right. But this is all about about nostalgia. This is all about the glory days of professional wrestling. This is about the glory days of, of years gone by. It's like the wonder years of wrestling. But I'm not Fred Savage. No, 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 no. I am the most charismatic one, I am the scholarly one, I am the magnanimous one, I am the stupendous one, but most importantly, I am the glorious one, the only objective man in the IWC YWC punditry, the only objective man in this pod, Being your friend of mine, the Professor Chabert Cruz, and always with me is my brother from another mother, the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, Mr. Freakenstein, Mr. Dum 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 and the idiot's own. The Iron Stomach One, Mr. Wonderful Tommy Wonder, how are you doing, my friend?
2: And you're the birthday boy week. It's your birthday week. Everyone's giving you praise on the Facebook and and Big Ray made a Professor Birthday Day
1: on the on the page. It's good stuff. Sure, twenty nine, right? Yeah, I I feel twenty nine, but you know what? When I looked in the mirror and I looked at my dick size, you know it 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 grew. That's all I have to say. So you know, you grow with age. So I'm not twenty nine. I'm forty. No, it doubled. It doubled after that. Gorgeous. So, yes. Yes. Ray's a happy man. Yeah. It ain't. It ain't about race. It's all about the ladies. It's all about the ladies. But neither. he Ray, neither. the
2: first guy that slid into them DMs, though. You know that,
1: Ray. No, but on the humble, you know, on the humble, all the reflection nights, who shouted out the professor on his birthday week. Thank you. I humbly thank you. And of course, my man, TW, with the. You know, the, the soliloquy he wrote on my Facebook page, I thank you, T.W. Greatest it was podcast, podcast host there is. You know, I, I'm a humble man. You know, I might be magnanimous. I might be glorious. But mostly, I am a humble man. I, I'm not that vain. Maybe I am vain, but I'm not that vain. But neither here nor there. But T.W., you know what? For this particular episode of the PWR Podcast, here at PWLs Networks at shameless plug, you know, for my birthday husband, Hustle Reflectionites, reflection nights, harmony nights. Tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the PWR podcast. Do it for the professor. You know that I don't ask for a lot. I don't ask. I don't ask for presents. I don't ask for cars. I don't ask for jewelry. Just a subscription to the PWR podcast. Here at the PWSun at TW will love it. I would love it too because we need more reflection nights. I want to share this this birth of nostalgia to y'all. But anyway. Again, neither here nor there. But T.W., before I go on a harangue of humbleness, let's do what we do best. We are the kings of nostalgia. And you know what? We had to do a rivalries edition because we haven't done one in such a long time. You know, we did one with the Rockers and, of course, you know, Playboy Bud Rose and Pretty Boy Doug Summers. And I love that A.W.A. feel of a tag team feud. But you know what? It dawned on the professor after watching that debacle of a movie, Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies and looking at roddy roddy piper the actor extraordinaire well you know that's that's another opinion right now i don't know if that's true but actor extraordinaire roddy roddy piper i got to thinking in the dome i said you know what we did roddy piper and hulk hogan the greatest robberies previously a long time ago but i i acted i had to slap myself in the face tw i said I forgot about this, the rivalry that I grew up that made me start watching WWF. This was, you know, I started watching Hulkamania in 1984 when he beat the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden. But this particular rivalry, TW, I have to, you know, I want to share with the fans my love. Not for the WWF, not for the WWE, but for professional wrestling. When I started really watching it, you know, honing the craft of watching the WWF on the East Coast, in the Bombay, New Jersey areas, T.W. I got started with Roddy Roddy Piper and Jimmy Superflash Snucket. That is one of the greatest rivalries, not only in wrestling history, but in WWF history. And I will say this. This robbery here. It was this rivalry, and then also in 1984, Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheet. Those were the two greatest rivalries in 1984, hands down, bar none. And the reason I'm going to say this, reflection nights, and then T.W. will interject his opinions. But remember, the, the mission statement from Vince McMahon Jr., when he was taking over America, he was going to go worldwide with the with World Wrestling Federation. Hulk Hogan did what he had to do. He did the television appearances, but also he did those Madison Square Garden t- uh, title defenses. He did the Philadelphia Spectrum title defenses. He did the Meadowlands title defenses, and so on and so forth. He did Boston Garden. He toured the East Coast. He toured the West Coast and did all points in between. Did the 18s But yet, TW, for wrestling fans, for hardcore wrestling fans, you needed rivalries. You got Sheik and Slaughter, and we already did that one in our rivalries edition. But this one, this was the catalyst that put WWE on the map. Piper and Snucker. You had the second most popular wrestler in WWE with Jimmy Superfly Snucker. That's, you know, debatable. But you had the number one heel in WWF in Roddy Roddy Piper. He came in with a thunder. He was, you know, a manager slash wrestler. Representing Paul Orndorff, representing Dr. D- David Schultz, he was giving the finger. He was, you know, he was giving the finger to the crowd in Madison Square Garden. It didn't matter to him. He was the antagonist extraordinaire. What say you, T.W.? And he's holding up action figures from the 80s of Piper and Snooker. So, funny thing about him is, like, Snooker's kind of on a downward spiral when I start
2: watching. As a matter of fact. I watched just in between WrestleMania 1 and 2. So, obviously, he was involved. Uh, he was in WrestleMania
1: 2, right, Snuka? No, he was in AWA he, by that time. Okay, but didn't he come back by 3 and he was wearing pants? No, he came back by a 5 in 89.
2: Okay, way back. And he lost to Jake, I think,
1: or something like that. Or... He lost, <laughs> lost to somebody. Perfect. He lost to perfect. perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, when I when I see him here, it's funny because whatever and i met snooker snooker i did a show in Mansfield, ohio he was there i have a story that my buddy joe real good friend of mine he he actually used to come to the shows with me when i wrestled out of state sometimes and uh he got to meet snooker it was a treat for him um Mm -hmm. and uh he always looked old to me like just like he was 60 like you know like like, them old island men or whatever that that you really... They'll be like, ah, I'm 38. You know, it's just a rough life living on an island. You know, it's tropical paradise, but you're hunting mm-hmm. for your food and fishing for your food. It shit ages you, right? So, right. this Piper's Pit that starts all this feud, he looks pretty damn young. Like, it, like... Like, C.D. He looked young to me, but Snuka, no matter what. But again, I didn't start seeing him until after wrestlemania one and i believe this feud started way before wrestlemania one this is leading up to it right so it started in 84 other, the other thing i noticed is piper there was a time in in like the late 80s where he was a face where it was obvious he was on the gas right like piper hold mm-hmm. was not as big as piper of babyface days before he retired after wrestlemania three um and and it might even been when he came back after wrestlemania 3 that he looked bigger like he he went on the gas when he was making movies or trying to make movies or whatever okay but in this feud piper's pretty jacked like i'm mm-hmm. looking at him going i'm like you know i, I this is this is jack piper so i must have saw him when he was on the sauce got off of it before he got back on it right he's always okay. in good shape but he mm-hmm. didn't look you know and and the reason I bring that up is the knock on Hogan and the Warrior and, and Luger and, and Sid and guys like that, besides saying they can't work, the built-in reason why they couldn't work is they were always called steroid guys, right? Okay. But let us if we're being honest, you don't get to be the size of Piper and even Ric Flair as a normal man not taking something, right? Flair's okay. a pretty big dude, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, he's not... I think the difference between Hogan, Warrior, and Luger and those guys is those guys remembered you got to work out when you take steroids. These other guys just took them. And like they're like, there's something to like high school wrestlers, college Uh wrestlers, you know they're a wrestler by their build because doing what they do made their body look the way it looked. Like back in the day, dudes building pyramids were huge. Dudes farming were not. You know what okay. I mean like well, you got
1: to you got to remember with Piper and you said about 84 the way he looked. You got to remember the early 80s. He came from the NWA. He was already feuding with Flair there. Valentine. He was feuding with yeah. Valentine with the dog collar match. So he yep. was putting in the work if, if you will, Yeah. So coming in in 84 and protecting well, his brand if you will before they even called it that. Right, he was protecting the wrestling business all the time. He would he would slap you in the face if he said wrestling was fake. So he kept it re, he kept the 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 secret, you know, until he couldn't keep it no more. Reflection, I so that's what I'm trying to say. But like you said, T.W. Piper was Jack, no doubt about it. But he was he was a good worker too. Absolutely, you know, all, the, Absolutely. all that stuff. So the the reason he, you know he was one of the catalysts for the the expansion of WWF for the North American, for the worldwide stage. And this was very prevalent because the funny thing about it is for Piper, he came in like a reflection ice, you know, for all the AEW cultists, you know, the ones that didn't like that idea of Adam Cole being that manager for Keith Lee, but I'm not going to go into that harangue. But guess what Vince McMahon wanted Piper to be? I find it funny, TW, and you probably want to, you know, put your two cents in. He brought him in manager slash wrestler, represented some people. He represented Pipe, uh, he represented Orndorf, he represented Orton and represented Dr. D. Stable Schultz. He had a stable. He had a stable and he wrestled himself. So he L. brought value. And that too. Well, he's he's LA Knight right now. So TW, what say you about the what Vince McMahon put him, you know, in that position. Not only that. But then we'll talk about Piper's Pit because that's the wholeness. That's the the antithesis, the catalyst for this rivalry to start. Go ahead, T.W. It's a thing of beauty.
2: And just to touch on the Adam Cole thing, right? I didn't like the idea on paper. However, once I hear that he was also going to wrestle, I don't have a problem with it because basically you're telling me he's going to do what he did for the Undisputed Era because Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are not the talkers that Adam Cole is. And we all know Roderick Strong isn't. So really, he was the acting manager. He was the leader. So at this point, because you have such a big guy like Dr. D. David Schultz, who was a Hogan rival, probably mm-hmm. before Piper even got there. Um, so the idea of him having a leader doesn't mesh as well as having a manager who also wrestles. That makes mm-hmm. sense for him. But the whole point of it all, and I and I think – I would dare to say Keith Lee is already lost in the shuffle of AEW. I don't know because I, you know, every time I see him, he's fighting with the Fake Rock, that little tiny, two hundred pound Ricky Starks or whatever, and okay. and the other guy, Mark Henry the third. So, mm-hmm. but he's already lost in the shuffle, right? He's pushed into the title match right away, doesn't win it, or the opportunity for the title match, whatever the fuck. So Piper, what he's doing is Doctor Schultz could talk, but not. He could talk if it was a real fight. He, he wasn't a good put-asses-in-the-seats talker, if you will. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Bob Orton wasn't. And then Mr. Wonderful got better, but only if he was in a feud. But just talking up a regular match, it was very Rick Martel, AWA. You, 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 needed, you needed that
1: mouthpiece, and Piper, Piper was the perfect mouthpiece.
2: One of the matches you sent me, Piper talks before the match. And he's explaining why he did what he did on Piper's Pit. And I just looked at my phone. I I stopped watching shit on the TV and just watched the link you sent me right on my phone. That's what I did this Mm -hmm. time. And it was so much easier. But he does this promo and it's actually the second match. The first one that they had after the thing was wherever Mm -hmm. it was. I think it was a house show. And then the other one was grudge match at the Philadelphia Spectrum. So they did promos before it. Mm -hmm. And He said, you know, you asked me why don't I hit him like a man face-to-face. And that's why I tell you, you're sitting there and I'm sitting here. I feed my family by fighting. He goes, so I was always told you don't hit a guy when he's down. You kick him because it's easier. And I just thought, this is beautiful. Like, he's he's basically a guy who will kick your ass either way, but takes the shortcut because it's easier. But his motivation is money. So in a time when wrestling is thought to be real, you, it's it's beautifully explained why he does what he does so that mm-hmm. he can win easily as opposed to taking the hard route, which at the mm-hmm. same time puts a guy like Snuka over who isn't taking the easy way. It's, it's, it's a thing of beauty. So for him to be able to talk, for David Schultz, for Bob Orton, for Paul Orndorff, it, it makes you care about them, whether it's to get their ass kicked or for them to break free like Orndorff finally did because he was almost their stooge. It's, mm-hmm. he, he did his job well and so well that I didn't even know that's what he was until you just told me five minutes ago. I just
1: thought they were all buddies. Again, it's I would say for 2020 Wonder purposes, T.W., if we overanalyze, that's what he was used as. If yeah. we had the dirt sheets, if we had the social media, that's the way it would be explained by podcasters. And probably people would critique it because they would say, well, Piper didn't, you know, he wasn't a manager to other people. He was just tag team partners with, with Ric Flair. He was tag team partners with Dick Slater or something like that. And, and never would sue. Him. Ms. McMahon had a vision for him. Again, would you? it's debatable we could call him a manager, but he was the mouthpiece. Like he was a said. spokesperson. He was yeah. a spokesperson for three guys who can actually draw money, but, you, but Piper fed that emotion for the consumer to want to pay their hard-earned money to go to Madison Square Garden to see that get their ass kicked. And that's the beautiful thing. So we talked about Piper for a second. Let's talk about Jimmy Snug because Jimmy Snug was already in the WWF for many years. He was one of the top heels in WWF. Being managed by Captain Lou Albano at the time, and remember, and he was the first TW. If you didn't really notice this, because remember that match, that steel cage match against Bob Backlund, where he was challenging for that title at Madison Square Garden, you might have not realized this. But after because of that match and because of the the move that he did off the top of that cage was the move where the Madison Square crowd, the Madison Square Garden crowd, cheered for Snuka. Because He He missed missed, that one, though. He missed, but the crowd respected him for trying, and they could not boo him after that. So Vince McMahon, senior or junior, I don't know who did it first, had to flip it so this way he can turn into a a baby face. And then, you know, in the early 80s, he was challenging Don Morocco for the Intercontinental title and all that stuff. And did the cage again and hit it. And hit it this time. But, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, the history of Jimmy Snooker from WWF. He went from top uh, heel to top babyface from one match overnight. It was like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He got the respect that he deserved. So I wanted to put that onus in for he all of He also does
2: something in one of these matches that it, it, it's funny because to watch the same guys wrestle three times, one of them was a tag match or four, mm-hmm. to watch them. And they're similar matches, but they're different. Um, mm-hmm. But they all, and, and it's the house shows, because, I mean, even though it's Philadelphia Spectrum, yeah, they recorded that one, but I'm sure the match was very similar everywhere they fought. But mm-hmm. anyway, for, for the time, 84, 85, Jimmy Snuka did a running, diving, over-the-top rope tope onto Roddy Piper in one of those matches. Mm-hmm. I watched it and went, holy shit. I don't think I ever saw anybody do that until the 90s, right? Ooh, okay. Dynamite Kid might have grabbed the rope and catapulted over, but he never ran and dove over. Now you got Drew McIntyre does it, Roman Reigns does it, all these guys that are bigger than Snuka do it. But mm-hmm. back then, nobody did it. So when, when Piper caught him, they hit hard, and then Piper hits the floor. I'm like, I wonder if Piper thought, you motherfucker, like what why did you have to do that? But at the same token, Piper knew it was coming, so he told him okay, but it was like it, it shocked me. So for in 2022, for me to watch that and be like, wow, Snooker was ahead of his time. I I don't think I ever would have thought that before today. I would have just thought of him as one of those 80s rugged
1: stay on the ground I'm not gonna I'm not gonna the say the section of the splash let me let me say this i'm not gonna say i I don't agree with what you're saying i actually know where you're coming from i just think with the wow factor for you in my opinion i'm not i'm not saying i'm in your head tw don't don't get me wrong but i think because these were house shows because this was on master square garden network because this was on the philadelphia spectrum network it was very localized that you didn't see it if we don't see this every monday night on raw every friday night on SmackDown. It on the peacock every Wednesday or Wednesday whatever Wednesday whatever on the case be. Yeah, you, can't but, them out well, you can't leave the bottom of it well super kicks super kicks okay but again you get what I'm saying the wild yeah. factor is you don't see it every week it right. felt I'm, special I'm, I'm taking even you when one it was the show.
2: I never okay. saw it until that day when I watched that match <laughs> what well, again that shows where you the first tope in the 80s like that that I saw mm-hmm. was today from the 80s, because I never saw it again. I never saw anyone do that until the 90s. A running uh, dive over the top rope. I've never and... seen any 80s match. So, like I said, Dynamite Kid would climb the top rope and dive to the floor. Monster mm-hmm. Man would do that. But nobody ran rope to rope. Cody Rhodes does it. Rope to rope and then over the top rope to the floor. I cannot, I can't. When Snooker did it, I was like, holy shit. Like... Mm -hmm. he was a big deal but before my time so to me Mm -hmm. he was never a big deal you know what i mean like he was hogan's buddy he's the Mm only guy with the coconut but he was hogan's buddy he didn't talk he didn't do anything then he disappears and then comes back in pants
1: and boots well we'll get into the logistics here but you know let's go into how this robbery started Reflectionites, and again you know you gotta give credence you gotta give kudos to roddy roddy piper for all the hats that he wore in the wwf in 84. vince mcmahon i don't know again the, the relationship with vince mcmahon and roddy piper tw i mean if you go with the cave fave commentaries you know it was tenue tension there was tension between both back and forth where you know protect his protecting his brand, you know, for Piper, protecting his brand, protecting his character, of course. You know, he didn't want to take the pinfall loss to Hulk Hogan. We all know that those kind of stories. But there was a lot of trust that Vince McMahon put to Roddy Roddy Piper, you know, not only giving the three guys for him to represent or be the spokesperson for, but also having that great idea of giving Roddy Piper a talk show. And, you know, Piper's pit, you, you talk about the topes that you saw in, in, within the matches of, of Snuck and Piper that you haven't seen, that you didn't see in 2020, Deuce, T.W., for the first time in, like, you know, 30, 40 years. This, this talk show was so ahead of its time. I mean, again, if this was on Raw every week, SmackDown every week, the oversaturation, but Piper's pit was prevalent. A heel talk show host interviewing babyfaces was so funny. And was so ahead of his time and it wasn't like Roddy Piper was afraid to ask the, the baby faces those hard-hitting questions those questions that irritated them those questions that pissed them off because that was the catalyst for some of the matches that Piper had in Madison Square Garden. You know he offended Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson. He offended Andre the giant who who yoked them up you know by by his neck and all that stuff. And with Jimmy Superfly Snucker. There was two interviews, T.W., if you didn't notice. There was one bland interview where it was very calm and, you know, very mute. You did not see this feud coming because Snooker was so boring. And Piper had to play it off like, you're boring me and stuff like that. And then Snooker ended it with, I love you. The clip I gave you, T.W., to watch, was the second interview. Right. Talk about the difference between the the first one was so mute. I know you didn't see that one, but it was so bland, so basic that like you did not expect the feud coming from this. Talk about so, the so second one that I'm was gonna, the catalyst. I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna take
1: this into something else because
2: so just bear with me. So that first interview probably just fell flat, right? Mm-hmm. And so. The second interview was probably to make up for it because it didn't do what it was supposed to do. I've also Mm -hmm. heard many times that Snooker had no idea he was hitting him with that coconut and that it was a real coconut, right? Like he Mm -hmm. just did it on a whim because he threw the banana at him first and then the coconut. Um, By the way, side note, uh, things you can't do in 2022, that Piper Pitts interview, right?
1: So – well, so no, no, no. I think you can't. I think you can because you know. Remember, WWE has a deal with Fox, and Fox is conservative. They will fight for first amendment rights and freedom of speech. So go ahead, Tito. I don't think you're fucking calling somebody a tree climber and throwing bananas
2: and coconuts at them. The pineapples and telling them they're <laughs> shaped like your women. You're not doing it. But this interview, Piper did do all the talking, but they made it out like the reason Snooker didn't talk in the first one was because Piper didn't let him. So the whole premise of this interview is Piper's giving him the mic and saying, here, you said I didn't let you talk. Here, you talk, but still doesn't let him talk because he does all the stuff with the fruits and talking shit about fat women in Hawaii or Fiji or whatever and all that stuff. But a side note of this, whether or not it was planned, maybe, the, maybe that was planned. They were planning on doing two of them, but that's I don't think i ever seen a Piper's Pit, a snake pit, a body shop, or a flower shop where they took two episodes to get something going. It went mm-hmm. from that episode, you know, there was not a second one needed,
1: if you will. So I if, think this Let me to just, make up. Wait, hold, hold your thought. I'll, I'll let me just say for the reflection, eyes, I believe the first interview was probably May of eight, of 84, and this second one, the, the 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 most infamous Piper's Pit T.W., was in late June of 1984 right, for right, so, so they probably were like, what the fuck do we do? And then they came up
2: with a, all right, we're going to do this to make up for that. So it's a right. cover. Mm -hmm. in one of the matches we watch, it might be the first one, they fuck up. Snooker goes to whip Piper from the ropes, but Piper Let's not talk about the match. Let's talk about the important. I'm going to tell you, you, it's a very similar thing. Just this one spot. This is how you know a good wrestler from an okay wrestler from a shitty wrestler. I've told you Mm -hmm. this before. If you fuck up a spot, you don't redo it. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because then everybody in that building knows oh, they fucked it up, now they're trying it a second time. Right? Mm-hmm. They do it for TV, like squash matches and stuff, they'll do it, because they don't care. They edit out the first botch and then put the other one on, and just let the people in the crowd be the, the, the wiser to it. Okay. So, Pipe, Piper's about to get whipped to the ropes by Snuka, and Piper's head falls under the top rope. So, when mm-hmm. Snuka goes to pull him back, the rope
1: is, like, cutting catch him in the, in the face, neck. Yeah, you catch him, him in the throat. Down
2: his neck. So, instead of fixing his head, and then whipping him anyways, which would have been fine. Because then it would have been like, oh, he was stuck.
1: Snooker ad lib
2: Piper did. Oh. Piper told him, punch me, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: then Piper punched him back and he punched him. And then instead of doing the exact same spot, Piper whipped him to the rope but had him reverse it and they still, because it was an important spot, it was the sleeper. Mm-hmm. So, rather than Snooker still whip him on the ropes, Piper did it, had him reverse it and still put him in the sleeper. And I thought, that's brilliant because one of the things when i watch modern wrestling i tell people this all the time once you've done it you become more of a critique guy than a fan right Mm -hmm. i think i'm somewhere in between now i've become a fan because there's a lot of guys like the garganos the adam coles and the matt riddles that i like aj so i can cheer for them i don't get upset if they lose or win or whatever but i i can watch it and just be entertained but one of the things i do is i watch to see what they do when they botch you know Mm -hmm. like I'll know that a guy messed up a spot, and I'll see how they cover it. 90% of guys today, if they botch a spot, they go back to it. They might not do it immediately. They'll do something else and then go back to that spot. And Piper was like, no, this is what we're doing. And maybe Snuka, too. Maybe to their credit, they both knew, well, let's just do it this way instead. But Mm -hmm. but I want to say the Piper's pit was done to make up for the first one not doing what it was supposed to do. And now that reversal was to make up for the botch when – you know, obviously, no one did it on purpose. He didn't really get his head stuck mm-hmm. on it. It looked like it hurt like hell,
1: by the way. And right. uh, so, go ahead. I don't, I don't know if I would say that the Piper's Pit reflection. I said, this is just me, T.W. You could go with your own opinion. I don't think it was a botch. I think it was just we didn't, I we didn't see this rivalry coming. And then right. this is the beauty of Roddy Roddy Piper in 1984. You know, I I don't know if he was heel of the year in w- with the aftermags in '84, but he should have been. He probably was top top three. Had to be. Had it to not
2: 85. He wasn't yeah, 85 okay. with Hogan. So, But he right. had...
1: What he did to Piper's worse than what he did to Hogan. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, but what he did in 84 with that Piper's pit, again, reflection, it was so beautiful. Uh, like I said, if this was ad-lib, then so be it. But T.W., you even said it. He looked at, at Snucker. He didn't let him get it word and edgewise. He put all the fruits in his face. He got the bananas. He got the strawberries. But then... It was all about the coconut. <laughs> the infamous coconut TW that everybody heard and again we could tell stories we can could debate back and forth was this planned was you know did Piper switch the coconut from a fake from a dummy coconut that you know Snooker was prepared for to making a real one because he wanted the sound I don't know TW so what say you about the conspiracy theories of the coconut
2: 1980 Four and eighty-five, Roddy Piper, most hated wrestler of the year, and he should
1: be. He, that's was, what...
2: he was the only person ever to win back-to-backs like that mm-hmm. until this is shocking. Two thousand three, four and five, the most hated wrestler of the year was the same guy who Triple was. H? Yes, mm-hmm. I should know. The Re- Reign of Terror. Yep, and then other than that, it's all one guy—the authority, Triple H and Stephanie and thirteen and fourteen. But, but guess who's the reigning two thousand twenty-one
1: heel of the year? Or hated this? What? What organization? I'm just the, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. No, no, I mean what organization is this heel in? Uh, that would give it away. Then now go with MJF. It is MJF. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's the runner-up? Uh. Hey, your favorite hey, hey, hey.
2: wrestler?
1: My favorite wrestler? Yes, your current favorite wrestler. I don't really have a current favorite wrestler. Acknowledge me. But he's not a heel to me. He, he's my hero. Fat, hey, hey. Back-to-back runner-up. Baron oh, okay. Corbin
2: was the hated most hated wrestler of the year 19.
1: Hey, man. Wow. Baron Corbin, again, don't underestimate Baron Corbin. Happy Corbin. But anyway, TW, let's... Do you have a conspiracy theory with the coconut thing? To me, I, again, is it I don't have or a conspiracy playing?
2: theory, but I, I would tell you this. It, it goes along with what I tell you, Travis and all those guys call me the potato. I think to hit Piper, to hit Snucko with a coconut for real and not tell him or not gimmick it up or whatever, how do you gimmick a fucking pineapple But or a coconut? He's pulling them out of the bags and drops one. Mm-hmm. So my conspiracy is there was a gimmicked coconut in that bag. But Mm -hmm. when he dropped the one off the table, because he would throw them so you could hear him go boom, boom, boom. And I feel like he did that to show you that they were real coconuts, which here's you have your two choices. Right. To disguise that there's a gimmick one Mm -hmm. or just letting you know, hey, motherfucker, I'm about to hit him for real with this coconut, right? So, but one of them falls back either in the bag or on the floor next to the bag. And that's when I went. I wonder if he couldn't figure out what the gimmick coconut was anymore. Because the other one rolled back you could, in the bag. You, you
1: couldn't put an X on the coconut because then it would have given away on TV. Right. So, you right. could, you know, you couldn't do that magician's trick. You needed to, he had to so hit him with probably something. So he had
2: one hollowed out or something that was perfectly placed
1: where his hand would block that it's hollowed
2: out. Mm-hmm. And by the time he had to do it, he dropped one of them coconuts. He's probably like, oh, well, I got to use this one instead. But. I don't think Snooker would have got mad about it if he got hit for real because it's Mm -hmm. it's doing fun for the business. Because you got to remember, 1984, they wanted you to leave that place thinking wrestling was real. And so at at the very least, if he was mad, he probably – I would say the worst thing he did there was hitting him with that weight belt because that Mm -hmm. shit looked brutal, right? And so the the coconut, even if – it, as they call it, going into business for yourself, even if Piper was like, you know what, I got to use a real one because if I use a gimmick one, it's not going to look right. And he probably didn't think it was going to break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it fucking broke. So I, I think he hit him with a real one. Uh, I, I don't have a conspiracy to it other than
1: possibly there was a gimmick one and he couldn't fucking figure it out because he dropped them. Think about this, TW, for, you know, the evolution or the, let's say, the expansion of WWF. Again. We didn't know, I mean, we didn't know that, we knew where Vince McMahon wanted to go with Hulk Hogan as the poster boy, you know, the all-American boy, all that stuff, the hero. But I think Vince McMahon was almost kind of like auditioning the antagonist, I think, in my opinion. You had Iron Sheik, who, who you know, he, Hogan would, would have to eventually face him in the rematch, but he knew he needed a money guy. So I don't know if Piper just said, you know what, I want that mantle. And I think the Piper's pit, whether it was ad-lib where like you said, I don't know if it was ad-lib, like he said, I can make this better and we can draw money and make money if you let me do it this way. Maybe Snook was the most was the the perfect guy for the perfect feud. And the reason I say this is again, a tune-up feud. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you want to call it a tune-up feud, but it was a feud because again, Hogan had his responsibilities. But again, for the wrestling fan, the hardcore wrestling fan, the, new, the East Coast wrestling fans, the hardcore ones, needed something like this. Very NWA-esque. And that's what I'm trying to say here, T.W. Yeah. For, for Piper to do what he did. Ele, like I said, this, this feud elevated probably Sheik and Slaughter because that was the American-themed feud. You know, pro-USA and all that stuff. This was, a, this was basically a blood feud, a perfect wrestling feud. And Piper knew that he could take the mantle to be that top antagonist. Maybe he didn't know that he was going to you know, challenge Hogan down the road. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe that was that six-month plan. That was his goal, for sure. But, but this was the litmus test. He had to find one of the top babyfaces below Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Snucker in my humble opinion. At that time in 84 was number two, number three the the least as top baby faces in WWF. Let's say UTW. and then we'll what talk I, about the what first match. I, what
2: I mean by tune up feud is mm-hmm. the heat that he got from feuding with Snuka the way he did mm-hmm. led to more heat for Hogan.
3: Right. right.
2: And Snuka's is part of that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost interchanging. So I don't mean tune up in a bad way. I meant you fuck him up. To to, to have a heel challenge Hogan, he has to first win a feud below. And the old remedy was you won the Intercontinental title and then you got fed to Hogan. Hogan would beat Mm -hmm. the Intercontinental heel champion on the road uh, all the time. Like, we had Sports Final Edition. He was always beating Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, or whoever was IC champ in house shows, right? Because Mm -hmm. we were always told that the IC title was the number one contender's title, but we never saw it on TV. We never saw it on pay-per-view. We only saw it if we went to the house show. And they didn't even tell you that it was going to be the match unless they were in your town. They didn't tell you, hey, next Friday, it's going to be Hogan versus Mr. Perfect. So in our eyes, they never wrestled each other until you saw I, it on video. So mm-hmm. so Piper got the tune-up feud without having to be the champion because what you were saying about Hogan had his responsibilities. That's why they called the IC title the workhorse title. That was the one defended on a regular basis because mm-hmm. Hogan wasn't. And right. and normally in the WWE, babyface world champ heel IC champ or vice versa. That's how it always was and I'm sure mm-hmm. there were times where the baby face IC champ probably lost or won by the occasion
1: against a heel world champ. champ. Well, we know, we talked about the IC title, you know, Morocco was there, Tito was there for, you know, being that baby face right. IC worker man's title, but we don't need to get into that. But-, but
2: I will say this, I want to say this because you mentioned Slaughter, you mentioned um Sheik. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe as much as Hulk Hogan is loved, as much as um, uh, you know he's popular and puts asses in the seats, he's got disposable fuse. But I think every every step of the way made it grow with something other than Hogan. It 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 was born of beating the Iron Sheik, who a just beat America's Golden Boy Bob Backlund because his manager mm-hmm. threw in the towel, and b the Iran Contra scan scandal. Is, going on or at least about to or just ended whatever so the iron cheek being from aran is a perfect foil but not a long term he vanquished him the other three guys that i think made hulk sore and, and and none of them work without the others before them mm-hmm. are piper andre macho man If if he doesn't have those guys, because when he fought Bundy, yeah, people were worried about him, but he always beat Bundy. He always beat Stud. Those guys, and what do they all have in common besides Andre, but he had somebody with him? They all could talk. Piper Mm -hmm. could talk. Macho could talk. Bobby Heenan talked for Andre. Plus, it was Andre. He didn't even need to talk. The whole storyline was he betrayed his best friend because he wanted that world title. So Hulkamania Mm -hmm. is born from the Iron Sheik, but it is fertilized and set up by piper who's also got a hand in andre's part in it you know what yeah. i mean like no, no, so I get, I get a very integral part of hulkamania as a Snooka, because he's his right hand man so yeah, a- these guys absolutely. don't get enough credit for a also putting asses in the seeds
1: and b helping to make hulk hogan become hulkamania and you accentuated my point. Just like I said, Hogan had his responsibilities for expanding WWF. But again, for the wrestling fan themselves, for they to needed Piper the Snuka. And- they needed the blood feud. They needed the action. So after June of 1984, uh, Reflection Nights, the infamous Coconut, Snucker is pissed. So the first tour of matches that I had TW watch... The first match after the Coconut Spot happened in Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. This was early July of 1984. It was Snuka. It was Piper. And what I loved about this first match, TW, is is the ambiance of Meadowlands. I I forgot the the way that MSG Network had the camera views for for Meadowlands. Made it look bigger. Made it look like there was 30,000 people there. Right. It was probably set up for 15000 but it looked like 30000 was there. But it, it, neither here nor there. Fish lens. But what made it beautiful, especially if you had MSG Network at the time, you knew what happened on – well, it wasn't Superstars of Wrestling, but you knew what happened on the Saturday wrestling programs, TW, All-American Wrestling, whatever it was called. So you was waiting for the Snuka Piper match. And Snooker did – what did Snuka do? He ran into the ring and started fighting and you couldn't and Gary Michael Capetta could not announce the the combatants. He had to get out of that ring and you know and you know I always had this joke for a lot of people. Uh, how can you hate somebody and you want to put them in a headlock? How can right. you hate somebody and want to put them in an armbar? Snooker did what I, the opposite of my jokes or my criticism about blood feuds. He ran to the ring and beat the shit out of Piper and go ahead, TW, with that first match from the Meadowlands Arena in East Wrestling First of New Jersey. Because that's the antithesis of a blood feud, in my humble opinion. I I love it because of
2: everything you just said. And uh um, for it it's 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 just so good because Piper's already in the ring, Snooker comes
1: out, attacks him, and they can and you I know can why you, the finish and, and you and know why you know why you love finish? it? No, go ahead. I mean, you know why you love this more, especially all four matches? They were all ten minutes on YouTube. That's why you love it. Less or less. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and I got to fast forward through the intros, and I had to mm-hmm. rewind because I was like, did he attack him before the bell? He did. And the other one had promos, so I watched those. Snooker didn't mm-hmm. do a promo, which is more to my point. He didn't talk. Right. So, Snooker gets in there, and they start going. That's the match with the tope. and But Piper, with all his shit talk, everything he said, he's begging off. He's being a cowardly heel. He's getting his comeuppance. Piper's getting his ass kicked. And then what happens? They end up on the floor. Snooker does whatever he does, and Piper stops him. And then Piper gets back in the ring. Snooker gets counted out. It's perfect. First thing I think is, man, does Snuka ever win one of these? Because Piper protected his brand. He would not lose him. He never got pinned clean. Until mm-hmm. Hogan, I think. And it was way later. It might have been WCW when Hogan pinned him clean. No, Hogan, um, Hogan Brett, never pinned him. Brett pinned him clean. Brett pinned him clean with the IC title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, Snooker gets counted out, and everyone's booing. And finally, Snooker looks at the referee like the fucking Tomal.
1: And he's like, well, fuck you. Headbutts the rep and then beats the shit out of
2: Snooker. Oh, the wait. Of Piper,
1: Shout out is- to – wait, wait, wait. Shout out to referee Dick Worley. Who, yeah. who took the, the headbutt, but the way he dropped to the floor was slow motion. And, you you right. know, it, w- it was not his play reflection. It was so right. much. Mo- he got headbutt, and, it w- and he literally did slow motion himself. It was so great. Go ahead, T.W., I'm sorry. Yeah, and but what
2: it pointed out was Snuka wanted to win the match. That's what he's in the business of doing. That's his job. But once he was counted out, he wanted revenge more than he wanted anything else. So it made perfect sense. And so it was a fitting way to cost snooker give more heat to piper without piper winning or kicking snooker's ass to set up more matches and it was perfectly executed and again that's where the tope happened i believe that was the match where the rope when his head got stuck under the rope and it was a (laughs) show that was was the second
1: one one, yeah which had an awesome
2: ending that most people
1: today would hate we'll we'll talk about that in a second tw but let's 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 put a bow On East Rutherford, New Jersey's Meadowlands. Snooker, like you said, Snooker was pissed. And I love the ending because it made sense, like you said. But we have to give a shout-out to Jose Luis Rivera. Salvatore Balomo. SD Special Delivery Jones. They had to try to, you know, get Snooker off of him. And again... It was so Salvatore beautiful. Salvatore Balamo or whatever that guy's name was. Whatever, whatever his name is. But th- those three guys, I remember vividly in that first match, trying to get Snuka off of him. He was a rabid Wolverine. Not Crispin Wall- uh, Wolverine. But- <laughs> he was a rabid Wolverine, Reflection Knights. He wanted blood. He wanted. Did Piper bleed in the first match in, in Jersey? No, not in the it first It was Snook. Not in the first one. Okay. But he wanted his head on a platter. And yep. Gorilla Monsoon was so good Snuka with the, the commentary. But Gorilla Monsoon, he was so uh, good, he's like, he's trying to kill Piper. He's trying to kill Piper. And you got these guys getting off of him. What's UTW about using the, the jobbers in the right fashion in this blood feud? I
2: loved it when Jose Luis Rivera came out there, and I can't remember who the second guy was with him, but he fucking blew them right off. I'm like, fuck you, you jobbers. And then that's when SD and Salvatore Balamo came out, and all four of them had him. And he still got away. And then this is where the thing of beauty comes in. After they finally got him calmed down, Piper gets the sucker punch in and then mm-hmm. runs to get heat and go home. Heat. He, he now you, everyone there, even though you're mad that snook a loss by count out. Now you really want him to get his hands on Piper. And back then they would do storylines for, cause they came to Detroit every month back then. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they went to New Jersey Meadowlands every month. So, so back then, they would do storylines that weren't necessarily on TV that were in the arena, like, like I said, the Hogan versus Rude or something this,
1: like that. This is what this is why I wanted cable. I know this right. is why you wanted cable because right. these were the matches you wanted to see. They felt special because they were localized to your town, per, you know, personally. So you got your personal storyline. For this particular match, and for Piper and Snook at the Meadowlands, this was on MSG Network. And this was the the beautiful thing about MSG Network at the time. They they did they did uh the Meadowlands, they did Madison Square Garden, and they did the Nassau Coliseum. So you if you had MSG Network on cable in '84, Reflection Nights, you was a lucky son of a bitch. I got right. it at the tail end, and I didn't get all, <laughs> I didn't get to enjoy it like I wanted to. If I got it in the mid '80s, but neither here nor there. So, T.W., like you said, this was the house show storyline. So, again, I did not give you every match from the Meadowlands because, again, there, it would have been different, sto- you know, different results or different endings. So we didn't want to get into that. So I mean, I, we wanted to abbreviate how special this feud is, Reflection nice. So the second one I gave T.W. to watch was from the Philadelphia Spectrum. Probably mid-July of 1984, T.W., and again, Snuka and Piper. And this was the spot that you're talking about, the ad-lib spot where T- Piper's neck was caught up in the top rope. And again, you said it was Piper that kind of ad-lib. I don't know. I- I'll give you, because you're the wrestler, I'm not. So I-, I would go with you in saying that Piper did the ad-lib great to sell off to make Snuka even look 10 times better than he was originally was supposed to, T.W., but again, yeah. I would agree the, with that. It's the same ambiance. It was a different. It wasn't. It wasn't a Dick Worley refereeing. TW it was a, It was Red Bastine refereeing this one, and he had a. He had a spot in this uh, particular match in Philadelphia Spectrum where he took one of the sickest bumps in Cross wrestling party. history because, because he got punched in the face by uh, by Piper, and then he had his head when, He did a. He did a whiplash on the on the top rope the middle rope and then the bottom rope he felt like a cartoon uh like wally coyote or something like that but what say you about the philadelphia that, that was the
2: crossbody not a punch snooker got out of the way
1: of the crossbody and piper no no piper no piper hit him in the jugular and then he went backwards oh was that after the match yeah that was
2: after the match oh okay okay then the crossbody mm-hmm. was the third match mm-hmm. it was because that's yeah. where the chair come in yeah mm-hmm. okay so yeah, yeah 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 um I want to say it was this match where Piper did something i never seen before. And I thought, man, if I... now I know why there's agents in WWE. Because if I was an agent now, I'd be like, hey, man, guys, I got this spot. You should try. Mm-hmm. Snooker went to hit the high cross body on Piper. Piper, instead of catching him, just redirects him and gives him the stun gun on the top rope. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I think that was the second
1: match. If it wasn't, okay. it was the first. Or the third, but uh. Well, again, can, can you TW. Picture what I'm talking about. I, I can picture what you're talking about, but again, TW. Let's be honest. Every match is the same. The ending is different. Yes. That's why I said the second match yes. with the ending. Uh, what was it? But Snooker wins. Snuka wins the crossbody and hotshots him. It's it's. Yeah, that, that the was first the first one. That was the third one. It the was second, the second one. The second one, Snuka wins this one by countout or nope. disqualification. I'm not too. I'm not too sure.
2: With an awesome finish that would be destroyed today. Piper basically picked him up for an atomic drop, and then mm-hmm. put him over the top rope, and then oh yeah, you know, yeah, nut it, shot was, it, it was the nutshot. He was disqualified for nutshotting him on the top yeah. rope, and I thought mm-hmm. that's genius because that... people would be furious, but today they would be like, "Oh, that's poor
1: booking." No, it's fucking awesome because I've never seen it before, and clearly I've never seen it since. You know, the funny thing, you're right because the nutshot. Yeah, you're right. It was the second one was. Uh, the the nut shot on the top row, That's now
0: an
1: N.W. That's, a, that's an N.W.A. booking because yeah. they they yeah. actually it's the purity of professional wrestling. Yes. World Wrestling Federation is sports entertainment, but the finish of that particular disqualification is the purity of pro wrestling. And then after yep. that, Piper sucker punches Red Bastine into the right. the spot of the who's of the, an old school referee. Right. He's an old. That's why I wanted to be a referee so bad. T.W. You already know. <laughs> you already know the. It was. It's Dick Worley. It's that Red is right. Bastine. That it's old Joy- motherfucker can do it. You can still do it at 29. Yeah, of course I could. But th- these <laughs> these are the referees I want to be. And I can't do it in WWE in, t- in 2020, Deuce. Let's be honest. I can do this in A- AEW. They'll let me be Red Bastine in AEW. I don't know. AEW, you can't do it because you'll be bigger than everybody. So you'd have to go to WWE where you're smaller. Yeah, but then they won't know my name. I got to be the glorious referee in some oh. way, shape, or form. I don't want to be anonymous. To Yes. The, the sunshiny referee. Yes. You know, if Aubrey Edwards can be, you know, could be a celebrity referee, why can't the professor? But then neither here is nor there. she
2: related to Eddie Edwards?
1: I have no idea. Here. Well, you know, there's there's, a, there's many people with my last name and, you know, playing in MLB and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I try to call them. I try to DM them on Twitter. Say, yo, we're family, you know, give me a couple of thousand, but neither here nor there. But TW, it is great booking. And like you said, Evens the the feud, even though you don't – no one knows this because it's on cable. It's right. on for the house shows. But we're seeing this right now. It's 1-1. One, one. So are, I, you surp- there, are you there surprised? Is, there is No, let, me, a
2: small, ask, well, let okay. me ask
1: you this question. There is
2: a small sect of fans who would – Philadelphia to New Jersey is like an hour. So there care. are people that go to both. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have to change up that finish a little bit because if they don't, people are going to smarten up to it. But, yeah.
1: So most people don't know it's one-one. Most people don't even know they've wrestled each other yet. I give you that. That that was that was kind of like the question I wanted to ask you Like, Yeah, they would travel. You are t- correct. From Meadowlands to Philadelphia Spectrum is an hour, hour and a half tops, give or give or take. But again, there's no there's no uh wrestling observer, there's no meltzers, there's not you know millions of meltzer fans that are gonna ruin this house show. But I want to also the question for you, <laughs> the question I have for you is were you surprised for these first two matches, like Piper won one and Snuka one one, besides the... Pleasantly. Pleasantly. Why were you pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, surprised so far? Because when,
2: when Piper lost, or when, when Snooker lost the first one, I thought, okay, here we go. Piper's just not going to put him over. And then he did.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
2: the third match, you would think it was the same result as the second match, but it's actually the same result as the first match. But you don't know it because of the chaos, which then makes it come off is a completely different match than the other two because when they announced the winner of the third match, I was like, how? I'm like, mm-hmm. how the hell is he? But that's where the ref got bumped on the high cross body so he doesn't see everything that Piper did. He just knows that,
1: you know, I don't let want me, to give away the match because
2: you didn't Let me, a, let, me you this,
1: let me ask you this question before I introduce the third one and then we'll get into the third one. What say you in your opinion? Because like you said, like, they came to the Joe Louis Arena once a month right tw yep so yep. let's say if piper and snooka did joe lewis arena like in in july and then august of 84 in your neck of the woods would you expect these endings for you like this or would you expect something different you would hope for something
2: different but, but that's a perfect question because if piper won by count out then i want to see them wrestle again in august and then in mm-hmm. august if piper loses by the squab I'm even madder at him now, so now I want to see him come back in September. And most of the time, and that's why I I told you, they ran storylines that might not have been on TV at house shows. And -hmm. they would say stuff at intermission like, due to King Kong Bundy's interference in Hulk Hogan's match tonight, Hulk Hogan has demanded that they wrestle each other when we come back next month. To Detroit in Mm -hmm. August, and then they would open up the ticket booth and sell tickets to further that storyline. They did stuff in Detroit to set up the next month's matches that was nothing to do with TV, right? Right. And I'm using Bundy and Hogan as an example, but that's, you know, usually it was the IC title was on before intermission, and then Hogan was last, or Mm -hmm. Hogan, Hogan wasn't even there. And the IC title was the main event, and the tag team title was the intermission. Um, mm-hmm. But they did stuff like that. So, But most storylines like that were three months. So you right. would have – I didn't figure that out as a kid, but I know it now that there was a formula. DQ, count out, and then finally the third one's the big blow-off, and someone gets pinned. And it ain't always the babyface that wins. The heel right. loses – because the babyface is getting elevated, but sometimes the babyface loses cause
1: now the heel's going on TV to challenge for the title. And that's that that's the thing that would be funny with this. Th- this is the hindsight reflection. Guys. I'm not saying right. that, but like with the pipe with the first two matches, right? It would be funny like what you saw in the Meadowlands and then S- Spectrum, the next month when they flip-flop it, probably the Spectrum booking comes back to the Meadowlands in the second month. And what happened in the first month would come into the second month of Philadelphia Spectrum Reflection Ice, because that's how they would do it. They would kind of flip-flop the results, in my humble opinion. so now let And they get would into- forget. And the fans who did see both would forget. I don't know if they would forget. They probably wouldn't have they wouldn't be overanalyzing it in my humble right. opinion. They probably they they would just go, enjoy it,
2: That's how he won last month in my place.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think they would enjoy the ambiance. They would enjoy the experience instead of being like overly critical of the product. They would go, that, these guys hate each
2: other. And, right. and that's something I haven't talked about yet. Cause I was waiting until we finished talking about the third match.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let me, let's, let me introduce yep. the third match yeah. of this blood feud. This one happened, let's say, let's say, late July, early August of 1984 in the world's most famous arena. You know, that's debatable, but Madison Square Garden. And this was a hyphenated match, TW. I got you in mid-match for this one. And in this one, this is a third different result happening where it was a disqualification. No, no, it was a countout, but there was more after the fact where Piper takes out Snooka. With the steel chair and injures his neck. It's so beautiful. It's different from the other two. What's say you, It's so beautiful. But that's
2: that's what happens. Piper goes for that crossbody. Snooker moves, rolls out one way. Piper hits the referee, rolls out this way, and grabs the chair. So you actually that missed crossbody was in the first match, and that's how Snooker got busted open was with the chair. Mm-hmm. But either way,
1: the referee's not. He doesn't see what's going on. Piper's that killing up like a- the chair. But but TW for the for the third match was that a botch on Piper that or Adler because it just looked like because like you said Snooker went for the cross body don't get me no, wrong I got that no, part no
2: Piper did Piper did
1: no no it was Snooker. the ending was Snooker oh, went for the cross body where he killed him yeah and Piper like you said did not. did not take the cross body, but it it wasn't a botch because gorilla
2: even alluded to it saying he started messing his neck up here and then finished him off with the chair.
1: So they did it it on purpose. Okay. So because it turned into, like you said, the stun gun took Snuka out. And then at the end, what I would think probably happened if there was a
2: botch is Piper Mm -hmm. was supposed to catch him and couldn't. So he just kind of emergency fucking powdered him and it probably killed him. But, uh, but, I didn't notice Piper got back in the ring and won by count out until they announced it, mm-hmm. but, but the referee didn't see him killing snook his neck. And then I think he rolls out and does more damage to his neck after that. Yeah. Um, and then he runs and tails out of there. And the funny thing is, is it's funny. You say the world's most famous arena, because when they're wheeling him out, first of all, they put him on a fucking stretcher sideways, no neck brace. I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, I just rode on one of
1: those two and a half months ago. That ain't how it works. You know, no, so that that's how the, it worked in the '80s. Don't don't, yeah. don't 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 deny it. That's how they but did it. That that
2: hallway that they took him down—that is the most famous hall. That's the hallway where Hogan does this, and he's walking. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting ready to come out through the through the curtains to eye of the tiger and all that stuff. That absolutely. hallway with the white cinder block and the blue trim at the top and the bottom of the hallway is absolutely world famous. And I thought for sure. Piper was dumping him off of that damn gurney and whooping his Mm -hmm. ass some more
1: in the hallway because they showed Piper heading to his locker room, and then they didn't do it. And I was actually happy to— Wait, wait. You realize if he did that in the world's most famous arena, that actually people would actually jump the hurdles? There was not enough cops at that time (laughs) in 84 to protect Piper. And, you know, they tried to do that because if—I don't know, because I know this very well— reflectionites uh, if you never saw madison square garden wrestling in 84 85 with piper notice the uh, the maturation if you will tw like this match here in comparison to hope by the time hogan gets his feud with piper watch the police presence how it escalates by the time hogan gets into the feud with piper there is more because piper induced that you know, induced that heat that he wanted because that's more money to him. That's more money for Vince. That's like you said. It makes me want to pay to see him get his ass beat the next month that he comes to town in Madison Go ahead, T.W. It's, it's a good
2: heel. will make people cheer for
1: anybody that's wrestling him.
2: It doesn't even have to be Hogan. And yeah. I think I told you this before. A tip of the hat to a wrestler is to do the curtain jerk. You know what the curtain jerk is, right? Mm-hmm. The opening match right the insult match is the second match second match has no responsibility whatsoever not insult but they that means they don't think enough of you to make you first because the Mm -hmm. first match sets the tempo for the whole night and they also don't think enough of you to put you before the main event or before the uh intermission or in the main event but no value do is you you as a heel come out and if you fire that crowd up enough it doesn't matter who comes through that curtain next they're getting cheered it's mm-hmm. different. It's harder nowadays with TV because people know who everybody is, but right. I'm talking house shows. If Piper comes out and says, suck my balls, lick my dick, and then Andy Kaufman comes out, and they don't know who Andy Kaufman is. I'm just saying a guy looking like him. They're going to go, mm-hmm. yeah, kick his ass. And then he's probably going to lose, and they're going to be madder again. So next month, whoever comes through the curtain, they're going to cheer for because because they, they don't care about you winning. They want that asshole to lose, and Piper did it better than anyone flair could be a case made but flair got his heat the fucking same way every time he cheated to win or he Mm -hmm. cheated to get disqualified and not lose his belt and i mean i this is why i i know we're digressing here i am at least this is why i think flair is overrated if flair did all the stuff he did from 80 to 85 and it was on tv like it is today Flair, we wouldn't talk about Flair like he's the greatest ever. He did it because it works in that small building with those people there. Mm-hmm. But because he did it every single time, it would get old. You know what I mean? Like, even on StarCase, when he'd
1: lose or win, people were like, ah, this again. Again, like I said, T.W., it's oversaturation now. Yeah. Is There it wasn't oversaturation then. That's yeah. why it felt good. It felt new. It felt fresh. And again, the you know when you don't see him fighting the same guy a thousand you know, like Flair and Piper, they fight each other hundreds of times within this calendar year. TW, if we followed it, if I followed this from Meadowlands to Philadelphia Spectrum yeah. to Madison Square Garden, grateful headed it, yeah, yeah. If I yeah, if I did that, then I'd probably either be a bored and be like, okay, ah. Uh, I like it. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. There's something wrong with it. But the, again, that's what the beauty of it was. I enjoyed it as a fan. And if you I know great stories that I liked, it... what the
2: stories that I liked that makes me think that there is some good in following him is like guys like the Bulldogs and Bret and Neidhart. They would they would wrestle each other on the house show circuit to mm-hmm. set up the match at WrestleMania to set up the match at uh, SummerSlam and. What they did was they had a match and they would do it in every town, but they would figure mm-hmm. out what worked and what didn't work and they would eliminate stuff and add stuff. So the match, by the time the first show happened to that pay-per-view changed dramatically because they fine-tuned it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they changed shows. it dramatically based off the audience reaction. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, people act like the audience doesn't care. That doesn't matter but they do because they want to do what makes the audience pop whether it be right. with a cheer or a boo so there is some there is some fun in following it especially now that you know it's a work you know what mm-hmm. i mean but the, the 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 fear is if you've seen it all and you do watch saturday night's main event it's still going to look like the same match you're not going to mm-hmm. realize the one or two things that were dumped out and the two or three things that were
1: added in it's still going to but those guys knew it the beauty, especially in this feud, the first match we saw, Snuka headbutted the referee Dick Worley. Second match, Piper sucker-punched Red Bastien, and he did his working thing. The third match in Madison Square Garden Reflection Nights, it was the botch, well, not the botch, but it was the flying crossbody that turned into a stun gun, and then Piper worked on the neck with the steel chair. So three different endings to catapult and elevate this view, which was so beautiful, T.W. So let's close this out with one more match, and I figured let's not do another singles match. I wanted to try to find the tag team match where Piper has his trusted confidant, or his bodyguard, Ace Cowboy Bob Orton, his tag team partner, against Jimmy Superfly Snugger and Mr. USA Tony Atlas from the Philadelphia Spectrum. So now the Spectrum is getting, uh, you know, not a Texas tornado, but is getting another ambiance to this feud with a tag team. You know, it, it, it's a, it's another piece of the of the puzzle, T.W. What say you about this? You, If you want to give the end, away the ending, so be it. But it's I don't, different. Man, I don't remember how it ended. <laughs> I, I thought they just powered it out and fought, and it was D Double
3: count,
2: double, double, double count. count out. Out. Mm-hmm. What I like about this, and this is what I was going to talk about, and this is kind of a good thing, so if I get too heavy on here, I said earlier, the stuff Piper was doing the Snooker, you could not do in 2022. I honestly think somebody would get offended by it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, but what I like about this, man, this is 1984.
1: This is... 80, 84, 85. It might have been right. the end of 84 to it's still 85. In, in to guy, right? mm-hmm. It's
2: still not the greatest place in time to be a black guy, right? It's still not the greatest place in time to be a fucking Islander, right? Mm-hmm. But it's better than it was 20 years earlier, 30 years earlier. And a lot of times we talk about how Southern fans are racist. So this match being in Philadelphia might be why this happens. And maybe it doesn't happen unless it's Junkyard Dog or or uh, Savannah Jack down in the South because they were loved. What I like is Piper and Orton are still booed. They're still hated. They're still like they're fighting against Hulk Hogan or fighting against Tito Santana. And that place is going bananas for Snooka and Tony Atlas, right? 1984, okay. 85, the baby faces are the Black Dude and the Samoan guy without mm-hmm. fail. It ain't AJ Styles, John Cena. Uh, it's not. It's not split. It's everyone in there because why? Because the story told is these two are assholes. These two are victims of these assholes. Now we want to see these two get justice and revenge on these assholes. So even back in 1985, people still cheer. They didn't give a fuck about race or anything like that, whereas 20 years earlier, that might have been an issue, right? Especially Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. I, I heard someone say the other day they had the greatest fan base in the world at the NFL draft. And I'm like, even I know they had the worst fan base in the world. Like, they threw batteries in snowballs at Santa Claus. So you don't of get course, any worse yeah. than that. So mm-hmm. they're just bloodthirsty. They don't have the best reputation. and Obviously, it's not all of them, but enough mm-hmm. of them that people are afraid to heal in Philadelphia, or unless you're ECW. But, but I just love that. But my whole point of bringing that up is the audience for all four matches is so good. It just gives me goosebumps because – I've told you, I wish I could have wrestled in front of an audience like that, either as a heel or a face. I would have loved it as a heel because I would have had them motherfuckers throwing batteries at me. Or mm-hmm. as a baby face, they would have been, get him, Tommy. But what I love most about it, and and I'm not trying to rip on AEW, but they're the, 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 the fan base is jour where everyone thinks they're the greatest fans to wrestle in front of. They do, this is awesome, or clap, 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 clap. You know, they do all that. They cheer things. They boo things. But what they don't do, and that's what they did in every one of these matches, including the tag match, mm-hmm. you feel that crowd rumbling in anticipation of what was coming next. Like, they couldn't wait for Snuka to get another fist on Piper or Piper to take another bump. Or they cringe when Piper hit Snuka. But you felt energy in the room. And we're not even there. We're watching it on YouTube 30, 40 years later. But the audience is so into it that it's just mm-hmm. mind blowing how different it is today versus then, and I don't know if it's because they thought it was real and now people don't.
1: But I we're I jaded, we're we're over analyzing, we're, not, we're but critical. We're not
2: even the same people, we're not even the same people. Jaded would be people from then not doing it anymore. It's a whole new group of people and they don't do it. And you put some stuff on over the weekend of Jay White in Japan. I'm here mm-hmm. to tell you. I could not wrestle in that audi- in front of that audience. I, it is so eerie when I see Japanese fan reactions,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I'm gonna assume some of them Japanese understand English because they reacted to something Jay White said with cheers. But yeah. he's supposed to be the heel, so this whole respect and all that and silence for everything else.
1: Uh, uh-uh. there ain't no damn way I can do that. None again, it's a it's a different generation and a different time, t w. So you know, I, I can't answer that question for you, but I get where you're going with with the way the crowd was and for all four of these matches that I sh- showed you. Of course, it's the east coast. I, I guess i'm I'm going to be biased. the East Coast is you know, the the birthplace of, of the wrestling fandom. We're the best fans in the world. You know, we're the most knowledgeable. We're the most passionate. Okay, again, Reflection i it is true. Mass Square New York fans, we're we're the passionate wrestling fans. We're the best wrestling fans. It ain't Chicago. It ain't Detroit. Fuck Detroit. It ain't LA. It ain't Texas. It ain't Florida. Do you know why? You know
2: why? Because in Detroit we're used to winning championships. So we don't we
1: aren't so uptight like Philadelphia and New Jersey. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's why New York is. <laughs> we got titles. We got titles. But anyway, neither here nor there. Long but T W. But T W. You know, to put a bow on this uh, this tag team match, I would assume, and I didn't even have to. I'm not even trying to go into the archives here, but I would bet that the Spectrum the next month would have turned this match since it since it ended in a double count out into a Texas Tornado match. What say you? that would have been perfect booking one-on-one here. It should have spilled into that, which it does basically. But Mm -hmm. I,
2: I don't think that it's a Texas tornado match yet because Tony Atlas isn't really involved in the feud part of it. Right.
1: Um, He could, he could have been. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah.
2: He was the hot tag and he Mm -hmm. came in and, and he did his thing. Uh, We need to have him sit down and have a talk with him about his knee pads or lack thereof. Uh, But he looked great, man. He looked young. He looked fit and he's really not young because, Mm-hmm. It was five years earlier he was tag team champions with Rocky Johnson. So I just, I enjoyed seeing this. And you know who who I think is very underrated is Bob Orton. Like, he looks like he's just having a blast in there, man. He's doing, like, little boogie-woogie stuff after moves, like, to mm-hmm. to taunt the crowd and stuff. And it was just, it was a cool little match to see, one that I never would have thought took place, you know, other than right. a throwaway house show. But it, it, it added to the few, like you said. The mm-hmm. ending added to the view, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's a smaz finish, a dusty dusty finish, and all that. But it was enjoyable, and right. and like I said, I was very impressed. Not that I think any part of me thought the crowd wouldn't cheer for them,
1: but I've seen fans sit on their hands and be indifferent. You know what I mean? I get, I get you that. And, and so I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it, it should like the next match. Like the next time that these four oh, would yeah. fight each other, the next yeah. month it would have I mean, it would
2: should have been the tornado no. match. No, no, that, it, no it, it was, was going to turn into a tornado. Oh no, no yeah. absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I misunderstood you. I thought you meant oh, okay. that they should have made that the Texas tornado right away. Not, not, no.
1: not that it led to one. No, and right. it probably did. It or probably cage, it cage or because they did. all ran. But you know, to put a bow on this reflection, ice and tw, and then we'll close this out, tw. You know. It was such a hot feud that if Vince, for for WrestleMania One purposes, everybody knows if Mr. T was not a factor, and we know why Vince McMahon, you know, injected Mr. T into this crossover, you know, millions of people would, would his house, focus. His house relied on it. Th- his house relied on it. Yeah, you're right. But you know, millions of people would focus on Madison Square Garden for WrestleMania, you know, for the the paper, well, it wasn't pay-per-view, it was closed circuit. You for all those buy rates, but we know if it was wrestling purposes, it would have been Hogan, Snuka versus Piper and Orndorff with Orton on the outside. TW, let's put a bow in this. I know we're going hindsight. We know what Mr. T's value was for WrestleMania one main event. What say you, in your humble opinion, if it was just Snuka and Hogan against Piper and Orndorff? WrestleMania one. It, w- it wouldn't work
2: because the whole point that like this is WrestleMania one
1: mm-hmm.
2: WrestleMania one. I-, I don't think WrestleMania now needs celebrities. It needed celebrities then. And mm-hmm. besides the Billy Martins and the Liberace's and the uh, Mary Hart's and the Bob Euchers and all that of the eighties, Mr. T was actually wrestling. Right. And even over the years, Lawrence, I don't think Lawrence Taylor made, Many more people. You just love to say you just want to put Lauren. You give Taylor too much credit. But anyway, go ahead. Bam bam. We get Bam and credit too. It's a great match. But mm-hmm. but I'm saying you needed that star power. And if you recall, there's been a WrestleMania that had to get moved down to a smaller building. They blamed it on security issues. We both know that it was ticket sales. Um, mm-hmm. the Hogan slaughter. Iron slaughter, or slaughter. Um then, then also the WrestleMania four and five. You think about it. You can sell it like it was on purpose, but what a letdown to have four and five being Trump Plaza with fucking ten thousand people after having 93,000 people the year before at WrestleMania. So so WrestleMania one, WrestleMania three were two, I think,
1: eh, that whole three different fucking cities stuff was garbage. Um no, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I'm just saying in hindsight. But you needed Mr. T
2: in that match, and you you
1: also needed him to do well, because if he comes out there and just lays an egg,
2: wrestling looks fake, because at Mm -hmm. that time it's not supposed to be yet, Um, and B, I'm not entirely sure they smartened Mr. T up all the way, you know, it could have been a very Body Slam-esque thing for him, like, hey, get in there and try to get your shit in there, but you know hyper shit
1: too. Well, we know Piper was indifferent to Mr. T and wanted to make sure that Mr. T didn't disrespect the art of professional wrestling. But in the end result, the end result, but T.W., Snuka was the fall guy because after this, again, he leaves the WWE because he feels his value was not, you know, his worth was less. And, of course, probably wanted more money. He wanted Hogan money and all that stuff because he felt like he was one of the top uh, baby faces, but then again, by '85, you get JYD, you get other Ricky Steamboat coming in to to, to to town. You got the Bulldogs. You got more people for the and Tito. You got more people to cheer, and Snuka's value is, is devalued, and that's why he left for Japan. He left for the AWA. So we close with this greatest robbers TW. In your humble opinion, is pipe, and then we'll give out those socials. TW, what say you? would try to end this really quickly. Is Piper Snuka one of the top ten greatest rivalries of all time, or top ten WWE-wise? That's tough for someone that's been watching for forty years, but it's it's definitely
2: Piper and Snuka's top, you know, five, mm-hmm. three, whatever. Um, I, I, top tens probably it, it would be near ten. It would because you know you got other feuds that are just Savage Steamboat, Warrior Savage. Um, Edge and Christian and the Hardys, and then add in the Dudleys. Uh, But a lot of feuds nowadays don't last long, so I think it's good in that respect that it was a long feud. Um, Mm -hmm. But how about this? It's in the top five most important feuds of WWE. I get you, because again— And it's definitely definitely not top ten all-time everywhere, because NWA has got Dusty and Nikita, Dusty and Flair, Tully and Mm Magnum— valentine and piper uh right you got, you got road warriors and powers of pain and road warriors and midnight express you got so many feuds that the,
1: the t- reason the reason i ask you this and they will and then you give out those socials tw for the reflection nights they did stuff in 89 they did stuff in 2008 they did stuff in tna they did stuff in xwf in florida so they've always had that history so is it a top 10? I don't know. It's very debatable reflection. That I'm not stuff, saying it is. That's stuff but, would water down wrestling fans it help. But wrestling fans, you know, if you put Piper Snuck in that ring TW for the next 20 years, people would say, oh shit. I, they go back to the coconut. They go back to Piper Spit. So that's right. why it's still, I don't know if it stands to test the test of time, TW, in my it humble does. opinion. It does. But man, it it's does. very yeah, important. True. That's well, why I, I actually Right. That's why I'm, actually, that's why I'm asking you this question. Yeah. Is it a top 10 feud of all time or just a top 10 feud of WWE? Sound like to you it's more of a top 10 WWE feud more than an all time. So with that top, being said. Top, top 5 WWE, top 10 to 20 all. Okay, that's good. And with that being said, we close on this greatest rivalries edition of the PWR podcast here at the PWSL Networks at PowerBeam.com. TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pro Wrestling Coalition Network Sponsor is at
2: PwC... I, I call it Network Sponsor. It's just Pro Wrestling Coalition. I, never mind. I read the parentheses. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... PWC Network at Podbean.com. Um, you have Big Veto Brand at Big Veto Brand.wixsite.com. Patreon.com backslash the Big Veto Brand. So thanks to to all of them, the Pro Wrestling Coalition and the and the Big Veto family. Um, then you have us at PW Reflection on Twitter. You have the P1JB who is over in the old country. He's over in Mecca right now. We found him. He just his time is off on us. He's wishing you happy birthdays days after it because of the international mm-hmm. dateline incidents. But I, I thought I had to talk about him. So the P1JB, tweet him. Tell him to bring his ass back to our show so we can hit him in the head with the with the proverbial coconut, if you will. So Absolutely. then you have our good man, Big Ray Hernandez, our dude. I, I tuned in for the first time last week for an hour and a half to watch the randomly odd podcast or whatever the heck he calls it i watched it live they talked so damn much my phone died i had to switch it to youtube on my tv they had my good buddy jeff on there junk food jeff um one mm-hmm. of my longest oldest wrestling friends friends in the world known him since the mid 90s um and i really really enjoyed the show him and colin did they do the acknowledge me with the buttons so if you guys haven't watched Oh uh, it's every Wednesday night live on Twitch and on Podbean or
1: Podcast or whatever, YouTube. Um how many they Media did mention, Group on the YouTube. How
2: many media group, yeah. But I searched I searched the random podcast. Uh, Ridiculously random podcast. I searched that and it came up because it was live when I searched it. So mm-hmm. um but they did mention they're gonna go to Twitch full time uh only. Uh no YouTube sooner or later um but it was very enjoyable show so i didn't want to not mention that tonight because i you said it best when ray asked i bet you haven't even watched one show and you go he got about two years worth of pro wrestling reflections that he hasn't listened to yet (laughs) absolutely so 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 i did tune in not just because my buddy was on there and jb's talking about going on there so i would absolutely and it's video so i got to watch those goofy bastards um and and ray if you're listening. I want to do it too one day. I, I do trivia on, on Wednesday nights, but one of these Wednesdays, if we talk about something that maybe I can throw some little uh interest into, uh, you know, obviously you talked about weird Al with Jeff and now you're going to do a eighties toys or whatever. So I don't know what my expertise would be. Maybe Barry Manilow songs. I don't know. But anyways, I really enjoyed the show. So now on the mind, uh, Twitter, I have two, TommyWonder19 and at the Tommy Wonder, which is also my TikTok is at the TommyWonder. Snapchat is number wonder, Facebook.com backslash Tommy wonder, And then the Dum Dum Duo and an idiot is YouTube. Go caps
1: cool. go. Cool. And my Twitter as PW Hustle, P-R-O-F, that's P-W-S-O-Prof, and of course, maybe if this will get on our YouTubes, it will be on the P-W-S-O networks on YouTubes, and of course, follow my brothers in arms, the man with the documents, the man who knows, the man who already read the abortion thing, Billy Ray Valentine already knew this about in December of 2021, it was already done, he just did, He just wanted to wait for y'all to, and he was laughing at y'all, reflection ice. but anyway, he has the documents in December of 2021, knowing this was gonna happen, in May of 2020, Deuce. But neither here nor there. But follow me on Twitter. Mr. Obi-Wan, you know me himself. Mr. Infinite Fringe himself. He had the documents. But, I, you know, I'm giving praise to Billy Ray Valentine. But, of course, king of the reactions. 8-Track Brown at 8-Track Dastly. I don't know what we're going to do next week, TW, but I'll keep you on your toes. We might go episodic. We might do a spotlight. Maybe we might go back to the movies. I don't know. I'm, I I got more popcorn. I need to. Fi- I need to finish off my popcorn. Maybe we might go to a movies, but I'll keep you on your toes, CW. I'll keep you on your toes. But with that being hey, said, didn't Shawn well, Michaels make a movie recently? He did
2: a movie. He's got, yeah. he's got a zombie movie too. I think.
1: Uh, Oh god if he does. I'm not doing a zombie with another wrestler. <laughs> Hell no. But anyway, I keep you on your toes. But with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful Tommy Wonder saying night, and we'll see you next time here on the PWSL networks at podbeam.com and of course the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast. Peace, Reflection Nights. You insulting me? Hell no, I never do. No, that's a snucker sense, the pipe. Oh, okay. No, you're supposed to do this and say I love you. Shaka. Shaka. Shaka.
2: Bro.